Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Low Rye, welcome back to the Survival and Basic Badass Podcast with Kevin and Chuck. Today, we're going to talk about fire and water. Elements, I think some kind of like earth bending or something. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, whatever, that kind of stuff, uh-huh. right? Um, so I got lots of notes on like the airbender and the, no. Yeah, no, I watched that whole series. Yeah, do you There's know even any, a movie you that I watched. Do yeah. you know about those fire people? And uh-huh. That? I watched that whole thing. All right. I'm ready for this. So we're caught up. All right. So anyway, basically when it comes to survival, I mean, survival at its roots really comes down to if I get lost in the woods and I got what's on me and, you know, usually not everybody else is a prepper and prepared for shit. And I got to say, I don't always have a lighter in my pocket. If I was a smoker, I probably would. Yeah, and there's a lot of situations where you see people are in plane crashes and uh, car wrecks and and middle of nowhere. You can't carry stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. or you go into another country on a plane. Yeah. You you haven't stopped at the store and bought a lighter yet or whatever, you Mm -hmm. know, whatever. So bottom line, I mean, I was thinking, you know, people really need the core basics. Right. Um, They need to know how to find water. They need to know how to start a fire. They need to know shelter, and they got to be able to find something to eat. Mm-hmm. Now, we've done some other stuff, and we may do stuff in the future on finding something to eat. I know we had a whole episode on foraging, if you mm-hmm. feel like you need to you know, go back and freshen up on that. I have an episode on trapping, although I, don't, I have an episode on trapping, like the modern hunter American trapping, mm-hmm. not... Like, uh, oh, I'm stuck in the woods and I need to catch that squirrel. Right. And maybe I think we are going to get into something like that in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, that's important. We definitely did a nice episode for you guys on shelter yeah. and how to do it. And that was, you know, really geared towards the outdoor survival. Mm-hmm. I remember talking about, you know, uh, tree stumps turned up and and different things like that. So there was a lot of good nuggets there for you guys. But... I don't know if we've really covered kind of starting a fire when, you know, you don't have a lighter, you don't have your matches in your pocket. 
you know, everybody's like, oh, well, I got my flint and steel. Well, can you carry that around? Mm-hmm. You know, right now, is there flint and steel in your pocket? Now, some of you guys are like, well, I never go in the woods without my knife. And it's got, you know, a, a flint striker uh, on the on the knife. Right. In the case or whatever. And, and that's great. And you know what? More power to you. But you also need to know how to start a fire when you don't have that. Basic knife. man skills. Basic man skills. So great. You're awesome if you carry a lighter all the time. Hopefully you can take something away from this. If, you know, whatever, you're the one person in the world who will never be caught without, mm-hmm. you know, flint and steel or a lighter or matches or whatever. But if not, let's uh, let's get into it. And we also, I think at the end, we're going to talk about finding some water, you know, because mm-hmm. those two things really fire almost defeats the need for shelter. You know, if you, you have a warm campfire, mm-hmm. you're doing pretty good, you know? Right. I mean, in a way, that is shelter, you know, mm-hmm. in the definition of being able to keep you warm and, and do what you need. And like I said, water, you know, you can only go so long, right? Mm-hmm. What, three days, something? You know, yeah. we can argue, you know, different things, conserving longer. Kevin's going to start drinking his pee. You know, you could drag that out. Right. But... For our purposes, we want fire and water. We're preppers, so let's get into it. Now, there's some basics to fire building, right? You're, you're right. Gonna... Let's get into that. Into that. Um, you know, you ought to know how to start a fire being a grown man. Uh, you know, with if you've got a lighter and, you know, bring a bottle of lighter fluid too. If, you, if you're out in the backyard, whatever you want to do, throw gas on that thing, get it started. But uh, when you're stranded out there and you don't have those things... You need to start with the basics. You know, you start with I get the newspaper and I crumple it up then if I don't have lighter fluid, right? (laughs) Right, right. No, there's even another way. Yeah, I burn my mail because I'm paranoid. All right. Same thing. But um, you're going to want to start with tinder. So that's that's, uh, dry grass. Okay. uh, Dry leaves. uh, Cedar shavings. Yep. Shredded up paper if you have any. Um. Birch bark is is really good for that. Birch bark is awesome. Most bark is not good. Most bark is designed to protect a tree from fire. Okay. So that's not really a great starter. It's not your go-to. No. Birch bark, yes. And and honestly, people always in your mind, when you go to start a fire, everything's dry. Yeah. Everything isn't always dry. Everything isn't dry. That that's that's a tricky uh, thing that people realize when they really get into it. Mm -hmm. And it's hard when things are wet. To really be able to start a fire. Yeah, especially with some of these ways we're going to be talking about. So, if you don't yeah, have lighter fluid. There really can be tricky without mm-hmm. dry kindling. And that's in dry tinder. Right. This is, you know, what we need to get into. Um, cedar shavings can really do pretty nice. But again, they still got to be dry. But those are a lot easier to find dry because they're up off the ground. You know, right. they're not. Right. Um, now, kindling is... Uh... That sticks, you want sticks that are thinner than a pencil, you know, okay. tiny little twigs. Your kindling's going to light, your, or your tinder's going to light your kindling. Your kindling's going to light your slightly bigger sticks, and then you build from there. So I would think you want a minimum of maybe like the size of your fist of tinder mm-hmm. if you kind of balled it up. Right. And the same thing, the kindling. It should be at least as big as your fist, maybe even a little more. Yep. And I'm talking of under a pencil. Right. 
and obviously the more the better of anything that you got there the easier it's going to be if you've you got do a whole not lot of want to do all this work kindling. to get a spark to get a little you know amber going and then yeah and then not and then be able not to get a fire started going be able to start a fire mhm so you're going to want to collect all your all your stuff beforehand you know enough to to get a good fire blazing so you can walk away from it and collect the bigger logs and and okay. the things that you need now i actually like to you know i i guess when you know you want to get the the tinder going mm-hmm. and and we're going to talk about some different ways that you know we're going to be able to do that in a minute but i always like in boy scouts they had the little tp fire mm-hmm. and i always like to start with that like kind of build a little tp with the with the tinder well with the kindling mm-hmm. and then slide the tinder right underneath it so it's got to be open so you can get it in there. And then I like to build the little log cabin around it. Mm-hmm. And and I just think that's the dream. <laughs> I, I've seen you. Whenever you, you're like straight, like you, you imagine those videos of like beach bonfire. Mm-hmm. That That's pretty much how Kevin rolls. And it's like always a teepee because I think you only cut like six foot logs or something. When right, you're, right. That's how I do When it. you're getting your stuff together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that works. And, and any little fire I'm own, starting is going to turn into a bonfire because Kevin that's what Kevin happens. starts a lot of fires, so you know I'll defer to him on the uh, official uh, fire building. But I would say if you pull out the old uh, Boy Scout handbook, has a lot of neat different ways. Mm-hmm. But that's the bottom line. You're going to want to start with the tinder on the bottom, then you know little teepee, small stuff right on top of it. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to start to add bigger things. I mean, you can keep going on that TP with, you know, bigger stuff, but don't make a big leap. You're not going to go from burning a pencil to putting a log on it. Right. That's not going to help you. Mm-hmm. You're going to want to go from a pencil to an inch mm-hmm. to an inch and a half to, you know, and there's got to be stuff and there's got to be some small stuff feeding the bigger stuff till you get some real coals and things going there. Right. So, you know, just be prepared for that. Have that stuff ready and sitting by you. Mm-hmm. So uh, now we're going to light this fire? Yeah. Well, let's. there's a couple of uh, ways to do it, right? Okay. Uh, um, let's start with the fire plow. Okay. Um, Tell me about the fire plow. Now, you're going to want to collect your tinder and kindling. Get it ready. Get it ready to go. You're going to cut a notch in, in a log or, uh, you know, whatever. You've got a big, you know, big chunk of wood. And then, uh, and you cut like you, a track, like a groove, right? In it, a right? groove. You can do it with even with a rock. If you don't have a okay. knife, you can you can, you know, hollow out a groove there. Now you're gonna want to put your uh, your tinder right at the edge of that groove, right at the end that's far away, farther away from you. Okay. And then you're gonna get a stick, get it in the groove, and just start working. Just start back and forth, back, back and, and forth, forth, huh? And you're gonna want to start getting the coals worked up. So that they're right up at the bottom of that where that tinder is, and then once that you get it going, like work is what. Oh that yeah, sounds that's like. not. This isn't like a, a two minute project. You're, you're breaking a sweat. Yeah, this is a this is a big. big now you probably want to use like a bigger, uh, 
they call it the spindle, I think, right? Mm-hmm. But a bigger stick for that plow, right? Right. Something you're you gonna want to something you can handle. Because if you're yeah down there, you know, working your wrist or something, yeah, that sounds like you're gonna be crying in a mm-hmm. minute or two. Yeah, you want to be able to put your body into it so that uh, you're not working as hard. But this is not for the faint-hearted. This mm-hmm. is like last resort. You're freaking, uh, you know, you're uh, Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. You're starting to talk to you know, volleyballs at this point, right? You know, you're not, this is not like, hey, you know what would be a fun thing to do? Mm-hmm. A fire plow is never that fun thing. Right. This is not your go-to starting point, but it's something you want to keep in the back of your mind. Like, hey, I got nothing else. This is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, probably the most difficult way to start a fire okay, is uh, the hand drill. Now, I think we've all seen this. Um, you know, you just basically doing a drill between your hands, one, one piece of wood in a notch of another one. Uh, a good way to do this though, is to cut a notch in the bottom side as well and load your tinder up in there on the underneath, underneath it. Right. So that the, the fire, the fire drill, um, now the spindle on this, you're going to want something longer, two feet at least. Okay. Because as you put pressure on it and as you roll it back and forth between your hands, your hands are going to be sliding down. Okay. So you want to be able to stop at, start at the top, move it, roll it back it and forth between your hands, and uh, work it all the way down. And um, that's, that's really going to take, you know, after about three hours of doing this, you might have something, uh, something ready to go. All right. Now, actually, I, I had looked up, you know, some notes on hand drill, and it was funny. It said all you need is wood, tireless hands, and gritty determination. <laughs> it says it'll put more hair on your chest than any other method. Yeah. And I think that's right. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, again, you're going to work. Now, the hand drill is very similar to the bow drill. Right. Except the bow drill works. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. That's the difference right there. Now, all of a sudden, we're talking about where, you know, you might have something. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to basically have a board. You're going to have your tender, same thing, your tender right there at the base of it. And basically, you're going to have the tender just kind of right next to it where you can add it after it, it uh, you know, starts to work. But... Imagine the same thing. You have the the spindle, that long shaft that you were just talking about. Except, here's where you get cool. You're going to fashion like a bow, which imagine you take your shoelace out. Mm -hmm. You tie it to two ends of a a stick and make like a bow. And it basically can be a straight stick. It doesn't need to have Mm -hmm. a curve to it. I know it's called a bow, but it can pretty much rub right against it. And you're just going to make a loop around the the spindle. Mm-hmm. And you're going to work that back and forth, that stick. Now, that's going to get 10 turns to every stroke or whatever that you do right. with your hand. Maybe it's five turns. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But that's going to do a lot more work a lot faster than you're doing with the hand drill. Yeah. Now, when now, you do that. Hand you... drill, you don't have a piece of string. You have nothing. Yeah. I mean, Maybe you should have there. shoelaces with you, generally speaking. Um, you're gonna need some something to hold pressure down on that on that socket. spindle. Yeah, right. Either a hard piece of wood or a rock right. or something that'll. And you that'll... just use that as a cap 
right. kind of holding it down as you're going. Otherwise, you'll tear up your the palm of your hand, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. You won't even be able to hold it with the friction. Mm-hmm. So that's not even... Yeah, sorry, I forgot uh, to mention it. Yeah, they call it a socket, which is weird. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, all right. Uh, what else we got? What's the next... Uh, I mean, I guess that's there's flint and steel, but again, if you're smart enough, you know, flint mm-hmm. and steel. And uh, hypothetically, they say you can use quartz too. I've never seen that before, but uh, you and know, steel. You know, if you have your K bar, great. Mm-hmm. You know, you want to hack at it. That's definitely an option. Um, so the last method I got is like lens based. Mm-hmm. Now, this is when you see the guy on the internet and he's got the Ziploc bag and he pees in it mm-hmm. and he holds it up and, and gets the reflection. Now, you don't actually have to carry around a Ziploc bag and use your own urine, although mm-hmm. that's a fun thing fun to try. project out in the backyard. But, so imagine some people have eyeglasses. Right. Back 20 years ago, people used to wear watches. Mm-hmm. You have some Way glass back in, in the there. Day. I don't even remember back that. before the hills got dusty, mm-hmm. you know. I, I think some people wear uh what does there an Apple Watch or something? I don't know. I don't know if that'll start a fire. I know my well, if you have the Samsung, right? Is it the Galaxy? Yeah, that just, one'll just go that'll, that'll just start just... a fire, right? <laughs> so you're good with that. But basically broken piece of glass, car mirror, um, you know, your eyeglasses, that magnifying glass you keep in your pocket all the time right right you know those if you focus it i know you used to like you used to melt a little green army man is that mm-hmm. right yeah with the magnifying and glass magnifying the glass and they're like no i'm <laughs> melting no you guys don't remember that all right maybe i had a different childhood <laughs> than you guys but you know whatever so you have that that takes some time the right time of day when you're in the heat, blistering sun, mm-hmm. it actually works pretty quick and you can get a fire going. I've done it. I've done it with the bow drill, the hand drill. I haven't put in the time. I think I've seen people do it in the Boy Scouts when I was a kid. Um, it was horrible mm-hmm. and I would never recommend it, you know, or wish it on my enemies. You know, the bow drill, not too bad. It actually gets you there. But these are things you should try once before you need it. Right. You know, but this is something you can do in the woods. And you know what? You're going to have shoelaces. And mm-hmm. you're like, all right, you know what? I wear these awesome shoes that just slip on. Well, one, you're a wuss and you should man up and get shoes with shoelaces. Mm-hmm. But two, cut a freaking, you know, the seam out of your freaking jeans or something. Mm-hmm. Th- there is a way you can get some strength. Get a freaking vine. Right. All right. There's some weeds that I've pulled out of the garden that. I'm yanking on for hours and they're not giving up. Mm -hmm. Maybe you can work something out with that. I don't know. Some roots, you know, different things. I'm going to leave that up to you guys. Maybe that paracord that you're keeping, you know, Mm -hmm. in your belt loop or something. That's why I'm pointing at my belt. I don't know if you guys can see it out there, but, (laughs) you know, whatever. But so a lens, something like that, that's going to be, you know, one more option, something you got. I did see this old timer, and I think it was meant to be an old timer video, but I don't think the guy was an old timer. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird. Um, and he had one of those old school flashlights, you know, with the big square rectangle batteries. I don't even know what size they are, like mm-hmm. double D, or I think they were something like that. Yeah, you're thinking, and, oh, never mind. No, boobs. No, yeah. no. So, anyway, they had like a big, uh, the lens 
would have a big reflective cone, and it was like two-inch diameter. It was huge. And guy pulls it out. You know, he unscrews the cap, pulls out the uh, the shiny dome, points it at the sun, and I kid you not, he stuck his tender in there in like 10 seconds. It's on fire, you know, flames. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's that's impressive. But you know what? Nobody carries those anymore. Right. But again, some mirrors, some reflection. You can bust it off the car. Mm-hmm. There are fun things, you know, you see on the internet you can do with a battery, you know, you whatever. You yep. can heat things up that shouldn't be touching. You know, anything's possible. But if you have a good battery in your car, I'm not sure why you're stuck in the woods. So, you know, all these things are things to consider. Mm-hmm. So, let's move on. Uh, you have something about water? Yeah, I got a bunch of stuff here. All right. Um, do you want to talk about uh, just a desert scenario first? Oh, I like desert. Now, I I did read some. Uh, you might be mistaking things on the uh, desert, but let's see what you got. Yeah. Well, all right. Uh, so, uh, the best survival method is to be prepared. Don't go out in the desert if you don't have water with you. Okay. All right. Now you're the idiot, and you're out in the desert, and you don't have water with you. How'd you know that about me? All right. So you're gonna keep your eyes open for. Broadleaf trees. All right. Broadleaf trees love water. There's usually a, a pond or a spring, or you can dig down by the roots and, and find some water there if you find the broadleaf trees. Okay. Um, get up to higher ground and look around. Uh, if you see any canyons, especially north-facing canyons. Any animals. Or south-facing canyons if you're in the southern hemisphere. Um, People go the in time, the southern hemisphere? Eh, there's a lot of desert down there. All right. Um, Touche. If you have a topographical map, you don't even need to look for it. You can just look on the map. But obviously, we're talking about uh Oh, and you scenario. know where you are. Yeah, and you know where you are. <laughs> it doesn't help if you have a map. And, uh, right. I have no uh, idea. But you want to find like a north-facing canyon because the um, snow melt and, and the little bit of rain that, that falls there is going to go down there. It's not going to evaporate as fast. So you're likely to more likely to find some water down there. It's going to be stagnant and kind okay. of gross, but you know it's better than the alternative. You know. Yep. Um, keep your eyes open for birds and insects. Um, they know where you know they know where things are. They know uh, birds tend what's to circle up. around water. They uh-huh. also tend to circle around dead things or things that are dying, like you. Yep. Yep. Um, That's it. You keep following the birds, but they're following you. It doesn't work out. Uh, um, you know, if you if you follow the, you know, things don't live generally speaking in the desert. Okay. Uh, but if you do find things that are alive, you know, look around that area. Keep your eyes open. All right. Now, um, I did read if you you think, hey, I'll cut open that cactus and get some water, that might yeah, be a no go. It's it's poisonous. Yeah, Apparently, uh, cactus water is. Very alkaline, and it's going to dehydrate you if you can even choke it down. Um, but there are cactus fruits, apparently. Flowers, that, um, fruits, yep. That you can that you can eat. But um, the the real your best bet in that sort of situation, if somebody knows where you are and somebody's looking for you, is don't eat the cactus. Conserve your energy. Stay in the shade. Never move around during the during the day. And you might have about forty-eight hours in the desert before you're you're dead. Wow! 
So that comes quick, huh? Yeah, I mean, it, that's if you stay in the shade, if you're not running that's around looking shade. for canyons and things like that. Um, Chasing might make snakes. It, you might make it 48 hours. All right. All right, now I've got some basic water tips here. Now, these are all water tips for survival situations. These aren't water tips that are really great advice uh, because you may end up getting sick. But, you know, sick is better than dying of dehydration. Yeah, Especially if eventually you can get to a doctor that can fix your Dehydration, right, but here's the thing. You want to go as far as you can mm-hmm. before you de- drink contaminated water. Right, right. You don't want to start there. Mm-hmm. Diarrhea, whatever, any of this, that's not that's not going to be good. Right. Um, the one thing that I would say, all right, here's the deal. One, we just told you how to make a fire. Boil the freaking water, and as long as there's no toxins in it, and what I mean by that, it's not, you know, in Springfield where on The Simpsons they got the three-eyed fish, uh-huh. and you're right outside the sewer plant or yeah. the, or the, the nuclear power plant. Yeah, or the uh, eternally burning tire fire. Right, exactly. I mean, those, I, it's not boiling it is not going to help you. Right. Toxic right. chemicals. But you know what actually does work with, with some of that? Yeah. Is uh, a piece of charcoal in the water. If you soak it for a couple hours. Okay. It's not the same as activated charcoal. Okay. But what you would do is say, you know, put it in a, in a container with a cloth, a t-shirt or something. Put the charcoal in there, put the water in there, let it soak for a couple hours, and then pull the t-shirt out, straining out all the charcoal with it. Okay. Now that, that works for pollutants and things like that. So in a situation like that, and you have a piece of old burnt wood, um, that's the way to go. It's right. uh, not perfect, but um, right. it's not activated charcoal, well, but it'll work somewhat. Here is my uh, best case, worst case scenario. When when you're thinking, you know, Kevin said I may as well go ahead and freaking drink right out of that creek that I saw a beaver pooping in a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, right before you do that, I want you to stop and say, wait a minute. Go to the side of the creek. Go about, eh, let's say three feet away. Maybe mm-hmm. two and a half, three feet. Dig a hole. Right. The water is going to fill into the hole through the ground. Mm-hmm. You're going to make sure you're three feet away from the edge. I don't want the right. water to come from the over creek. Over the top, yeah. Over the top. That's not going to help you. Dig a hole and let the water trickle in through the ground. Mm-hmm. That's going to filter Sand out. Sand and dirt is, a lot is some of, that of the crap. best filter. It really that you can will use. help. That's not a first go to. Mm-hmm. I still recommend boiling water. But if you're like, this is what I got, and I got a drink now. Mm-hmm. That's what I would recommend. That's called a gypsy well, and gypsies have been around forever, so I don't see how you can go wrong right. with a name they like know what's that. Up. You know? All right, let's talk about snow for a minute. Oh, you don't drink the yellow snow? Don't drink the yellow snow. All right. See, I already uh, knew. Eating snow is going to dehydrate you because it's, you're going to have to use that water in, in heating your body back warm. up. So you're going to want to melt that snow first. Um, now you can mix pee with the snow. Is yeah. that how you do it? Fresh. Yeah, I mean, that would work, right? Because that's, that's how I write mm-hmm. my name in the snow. So I figured. Um, fresh fallen snow, and less you're, you plan on purifying it, you know? Okay. That's fine. Uh, running water in a stream, it came from somewhere, and it could have came from, you know, someplace that was stagnant water, but it's safer than stagnant water if you're, okay. if you're in an emergency. Um, 
Yeah, I, again, I go back to the gypsy well. I go back to boil yep. the water. Boil the water. But Sulfur water is fine to drink. It tastes like shit. Um, you know, obviously, you're going to want to purify that as best as you can, too. Sulfur water is usually safer. It is It is not not as bad as it smells. It smells like that dry fart smell. You know, oh, you know what sulfur water is. I've seen it. Yep. Um, now, a lot of you might be yelling at us, water purification tablets and all this other stuff. Well, yeah, that's great. We're talking about stuck in the woods. Right. We've Without covered, your We've your covered info. the planning, yep. the going ahead, the adding a little bit of bleach, all that stuff's great. We're not knocking it. Mm-hmm. We're saying you're lost in the woods. We want to get you through it. Did I um, mention you should boil the water? Yes. Oh, All right. Okay. Now, uh, salt water. Let's I, talk I about that I for a minute. Boiling the water. I just thought I'd say it again. Don't. All right? uh, obviously, you can't drink seawater. Your body can process water up to 2% salt. The ocean water is 3% salt, and you're going to have to use more water to flush that salt out than what you okay. already have, what you're able to drink. Any salt water you drink is going to dehydrate you. Um, but you can cool yourself off and save on some of the sweat by being in the salt water if like you're getting it. hot. Now, if you're not on a boat in the middle of nowhere, I don't know if you guys ever heard of a gypsy well. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you about this. This is a neat option. <laughs> anyway, moving right. along. Now, you can drink your own piss if it's it's clear. But... If you're already dehydrated and actually thinking about drinking your own piss, it's probably not. It's clear. probably not a good idea. You're are gonna you're gonna have too much stuff in there, and your body's gonna try and use any remaining water it has to flush out that brown urine. And that your you're kidneys drinking. might not like you later. Yeah. Um. Springs, very hard to find, but they're almost always safe to drink directly out of it. Yes. Almost always you can just drink directly from a spring without boiling it, without purifying it. It's it's fine. Uh, lake water is actually safe, usually safe to drink. Usually I say because you don't know who's been pissing in it, it upstream. It might be Lake Erie. Mm-hmm. It might be, you know, in the northeast yep. we tend to when mess When it comes to uh, swamps and things like that, if Don't. you heard on the news that your lake caught on fire recently, yeah, you might want to disregard what we just <laughs> said about lakes being uh-huh. safe. But if that's not the case, then yeah, I mean a lake is um is is better than uh is better than nothing. And yes. it's um, you know, but if you're in a swamp, don't bother. Just don't don't even attempt to drink it. And when I mentioned that gypsy well, though, in all seriousness, you want to let it settle out mm-hmm. so that the debris and stuff's all on the bottom and you just have the clear on top. You want to wait for that. You also can use things like your T-shirt, your whatever, and filter the water. Not great, but better than nothing. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about better than zero. Right. Um, morning dew. You can use a, uh, a T-shirt or something to sop it up. And wring it out in a container. Um, dig a dry, dig in a dry creek bed. You might find some some water sources in there. Um, let's talk about some. All right, let's hold on. Let's. Uh, I wanted to touch on this real quick. You can drink small amounts of blood. Now, if if it's you and another no, person, I also learned about that on that Airbender show or whatever. Oh, they drink blood. Yeah, they they drank the blood. 
Oh. See? Now, a lot of places I read, they said it's not safe. You're not, you know, you're, it's no. too much iron. You're going to make yourself sick. Um, you don't drink a lot of blood normally. But Ivan Jose was stranded at sea for 16 months and survived off of uh, turtle, blood. turtle blood. That's right. So, apparently sea turtles are, are safer than other things. Um, you can get some um, some liquid out of uh, out of blood, but and you don't want to you don't want to drink a quart of it. Apparently, better that means well some possible long shot maybe mm-hmm. right is what right. Mean. <laughs> uh, if you're dehydrated, you want to limit your food intake. Okay, I've heard this and I've heard the opposite. Um, one of those could go either way. One of those way. could go either way. The, some people say that it takes it takes water to digest the food. Other people say that your water gets back after it's digested. It absorbs back in your intestinal tract. That's uh, the problem. Th- so things much, out. So much stuff out. that you see in these in these things. That's mm-hmm. why we always encourage you guys to try it for yourself. Mm-hmm. All the survival books are like, oh, solar still. Right. And then I read, you know, try a solar still. It doesn't really work that mm-hmm. often. We talked about it in the survival at sea. Now, again, when you have water and you're letting it condensate back down, that's a lot better shot than trying to mm-hmm. take condensation out of the air. Right. But, you know, a lot of these, uh, you guys need to try and put some of this stuff into practice. Mm-hmm. And we're not talking about blindly drinking out of the stream. That, I mean, that was the give that a try. Let me know shot. how it works. <laughs> that was the long shot. Tell me how many how many weeks you're on antibiotics for Giardia. Let, let me know. Uh, I actually have a list of the medications you want to take when the diarrhea and the Montezuma's revenge or whatever mm-hmm. it is when all these things hit. Just shoot me a uh, message on Facebook. I'll tell you what <laughs> what your doctor needs to recommend. I actually when I. Uh, I was doing some survival training. They were like, oh, go get all these medications from your doctor. He'll give them to you now, and you can kind of beat it to the punch, you know? Mm -hmm. Because they were like, it's going to happen when you go where we're going. And I'm like, oh, that sounds great, you know? But that is something you need to be aware of. Um, Uh, Any more? Yeah, well, I just wanted to talk about the... uh, the basic well go ahead with that i want yeah. to talk about the basic ways primitive ways of uh purifying your water okay um yeah before we get into water purification i actually mentioned this in a previous episode but it definitely has a place right here is uh tapping the trees mm-hmm. like people tap for uh maple syrup or or birch or the various things um basically this works early springtime late winter basically either end Mm -hmm. of of the winter and it's when the trees are you know kind of dead and the sap's really flowing whatever so what you're going to want to do is take your knife when you're yelling at me well i don't have a knife well work it out you're going to cut a v in the side of the tree Mm -hmm. so we got maple trees and we got birch trees pretty much any of them you know Mm -hmm. uh Sugar maple, black maple, red maple, silver maple, all these work. Um, Norway maple, whatever. Um, The birch trees, they'll work. So you're going to cut a V, the notch at the bottom, you know, a normal way you see a V. Mm -hmm. Depending how much you care about the tree and don't want to damage it, you're going to be between a half inch and an inch in. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, if the sap's flowing... Half inch is plenty. Mm-hmm. You don't need to 
destroy a tree in order to, you know. Yeah, but honestly, if it's you or the tree, fuck that tree. Oh, dude, you're harsh. Mm. So you're going to cut a one-inch notch. Then you're going to take a, a stick that's maybe five inches long, a little bit thicker than a pencil. Um, think, uh, yeah, you're going to take that. You're going to sharpen a point on it. Again, you can do it with a rock, whatever you got to do to get a point on there. It doesn't have to be super sharp. You're going to jam it up in the V, and you're going to want it pointing down. So it almost lays, so it goes in the notch and is almost laying against the bark. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be, you know, flush against it. And the water will just start dripping right out of there. And honestly, it drips fast enough. You can just sit there with your mouth open if you're that thirsty. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you have something to catch the water. Hopefully, you can have it fill a canteen. You have some kind of something. But if you don't, you can freaking just let it fall right in your mouth. That will work. Mm-hmm. And you know what? That's hunting season. You know, that's when people are out there and you might be lost in the woods. Right. So, you know, hopefully uh, something like that, a little extra, you know, finding some water. So you said you had some ways to purify the water. Yeah. Uh, now, obviously, we talked about the gypsy well. Uh, like what you want to do with water first before you do anything is is try and filter it as best you can. Whether you're filtering it through a shirt, uh, you know, pair of pants, any sort of cloth that you've got. Um, we talked about soaking the charcoal in the water to draw out any pollutants. Um, obviously, activated charcoal is a lot better at this, but do what you can. Um, now, we talked about boiling water and not yes. having having uh, fire. Uh, if you can get a fire started, but you don't have a container... You can actually make bowls out of wood, out of uh, leaves, out of things like that, and uh, it won't burn the uh, burn the leaves and the and the wood until that wire that water is all the way evaporated off. So if you can get it right in there, you could even take you could even fill up a paper cup and put it in a fire and boil that water before that paper cup will burn. So, I mean, that's something to think about if you don't have a pot. But you've got something else. Don't think, oh, this is just going to burn up in the fire. Because as long as there's water in it, it's not going to burn. As long as that water isn't boiling away. Mm-hmm. Right. Then it's under 300 degrees. and Right. So you're good. Um, so that's really all I've got about, about you know, bad ideas on, on how to drink water. Right. But, um, you know, when you're dying of dehydration, uh, you know, risk a little bit of risk taking is is better than just uh, knowing you're gonna die. All right, I just know I I watched some stuff and drinking the water can end badly. Um, but hey, you know whatever you do what you got it. But remember, go as long as you can before before doing last any of this resort. And you know whatever. And always finish up the water that's in your canteen. You know, no. there's there's they found people that died of dehydration that still had water in their canteen that they were trying to save it and hold out as long as possible no. just just drink just it, drink man. it just drink it all right so i don't know been drinking some coffee mm-hmm. i'm liking the coffee uh you guys i don't know if you've been over to see bag locker coffee i'd love to see any feedback if you guys have checked it out yet mm-hmm. get some uh Feedback on your uh, thoughts, maybe uh, recommendations for the the blend that I ought to be trying next. Mm-hmm. But I know we're really enjoying it. 
Um, you check them out over at seabaglockercoffee.com. Um, S-E-A, bag, locker, dot com. Coffee dot com. Coffee. See, I'm mm-hmm. already messing it up. But again, I got your back. I'm going to put it in the show notes. Right. And uh, maybe, like I said, if you made a purchase there in the comments, maybe mention uh, Prepping Badass so he knows uh, you heard it here. Otherwise, you might want to shoot us an email over at preppingbadass at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Tell us any feedback. And Tell we us do, about that coffee. We do read all the emails, even when it's an email email that's calling us cucks. Uh, you know, we're, there's we're a, lot of, a, lot of hurt, a lot of hurt coming mm-hmm. through in the emails. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. But, you know, let's let's... You know, share the kindness and love. Mm-hmm. And speaking of sharing the kindness and love, I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a website called Patreon. And if you like entertainers, artists, musicians, a lot of them have set up a special account called a Patreon account. Mm-hmm. And over on Patreon, you can pledge to donate just a little bit to help keep your guys going mm-hmm. and inspire true artist creativity. You know, when I'm worried about how I'm going to pay the mortgage, I, I get distracted. I'm like, oh, you know, I, I just can't focus right now when I'm trying to get you the best survival. Maybe research. I should be spending my time doing some real work. Maybe I should get a job. <laughs> but before we get crazy and we talk jobs, bills, things like that, maybe you just head over to Patreon and you search Chuck Badass. That's mm-hmm. what I do. That's yeah. how I always find it. Uh-huh. And then sure enough, Prepping Badass comes up. And uh, and then pledge to, you know, give a dollar or two or five or ten. And I will say, if you live in Australia, your patch is on the way. If you don't live in Australia, your patch may be going somewhere <laughs> else. <laughs> Turns out I don't know what country AU is. And neither did my post lady, but we're going with Australia. All right. So I'm just saying that's an option out there. But, uh, yeah, that's one more thing. Otherwise, check out our website, PreppingBadass.com. Stay safe, and we'll talk to you guys next week.
I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. If you haven't already, download the free Waypoint TV app to listen to our podcast and watch the original films from HuntStand Presents anywhere, anytime, and on any device. A life that has the stories to back it. A life to be proud of. It's a Winchester life. Yeah, baby. 6-8 Western. Oh, I'll be over there, baby. Right there. Tune in every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.